This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Space. The final frontier. That inky black vacuum of nothingness. Infinity and beyond. The silent expanse. The place beyond places. God's taint. And you know what they say. In space there is no sound. So you didn't even hear as that giant USS Enterprise looking ass starship over yonder just exploded. As Schmoe. With his two gangly neon green arms and six spindly fingers as he fumbled with the controls of his escape pod. He beeped and he booped, pulled levers, twisted knobs and pushed buttons, narrowly speeding out of the blast zone in time. In the great hurry to evacuate, however, the green little creature's pod had been caught by a nearby planet's gravity. And now... He was going down. Down, 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 forever down. Spiraling through the atmosphere at mock speed, his pod's metallic, bullet-shaped exterior appropriately set ablaze with the speed at which he approached the ground. But rather than panic, rather than fret and worry, Schmo simply waited till just the right moment, such that he might punch one final button which ejected him from the craft and deployed some emergency parachutes just before impact, slowing his descent considerably as he gently fluttered through the tree line. Meanwhile, perched atop his wizard tower, telescope in hand, Azataz the Wise watched as this whole ordeal unfolded in real time. Sweet goblin Jesus, does my wizard eye deceive me? Or is that Goblin Jesus I spot descending from the heavens? Wait. Nah, it's just an alien. Hmm. Should I fuck around and make first contact real quick? Nah. Unless... How's it hanging, ladies and folks? My name is Chris R.R. Balzo, and this is my show. You're about to hear the 19th chapter of my ongoing sword and sorcery narrative. A story written, read, performed, and edited, all with your ear holes in mind. But don't concern yourself with going back to catch up quite yet. Because this episode, like every episode, is the perfect Perfect. jumping on point. And then, once you're hooked, feel free to go back and check out previous episodes of the show while you wait for the next one to drop. But for now, all I need you to do is sit back, relax, And allow me to unfurl the wizard scroll. 2112 began to play just as Mount Shitsicle appeared in the horizon line. 
backlit by the rising moons as King Rodney rode his recently purchased mule onward, due north, full steam ahead. And it was like... Hey, Ronnie, baby, you think we can set up camp for the night? It's getting pretty dang chilly out here and my legs are getting tired, said the mule. You can talk? Yeah, yeah, but how about that set-up camp thing, though? Shut your trap, save your breath, and bite your goddamn tongue, beast. My destiny awaits at the top of Mount Shitzical. The fate of the entire realm is at stake. Onward! Easy for you to say. I've been carrying your bum ass in all your shit since high noon. When's your turn, huh? What do you mean, your turn? I bought you. You are literally my property. And as such, you shall do as I- Whoa! I tired. Why, you little- Cut to... Mush! Mush! Rodney charged as fast as his over-encumbered form could muster. For presently, he carried the mule and all of his supplies, piggyback style, onward, due north, full steam ahead. Oh, my teeth. Oh. My teeth. <laughs> Several hours later, they arrived at the foot of the mountain. It was like minus 69 degrees out there, and Rodney's cheeks, nose, and whole face were now beat red from cold and exertion alike. As he had feared, the escalator leading to the mountain's peak had since fallen into disrepair as well. He felt his joints quiver at the prospect of scaling 30,000 flights of unmountable stairs right this minute. So finally, mercifully, he allowed himself to rest. I think we should set up camp. Oh, do ya? With the flick of a wrist and a twist, he unscrewed the sword arm from its stump and replaced it with a shovel arm. And lo, he had built himself and his steed a rudimentary igloo, complete with bunk beds. Ooh, I call top bunk! The fuck you ain't! The warrior punched through his shelter's snowy exterior at the crack of noon and began his climb. He scrambled, clambered, and ambled his way up those stairs for several hours straight. <laughs> and I mean like he climbed the fuck out of those stairs, skipping one, skipping two, skipping three stairs at a time as he bounded and leaped higher still unencumbered by the mule, for he had stabbed him to death the night prior. Nah, 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 nah. I dug out this whole dang shit. If anybody's getting top bunk, it's me. You should have thought about that before I called top bunk. Clad in his mule skin hide, which provided all the warmth Rodney could ever need, as he trudged up like a million more stairs. Ha 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 ha!
<laughs> now tell me, you goddamn space alien, how in the blue fuck does this newfangled spaceship of yours work? English motherfucker, do you speak it? Oh, oh my goodness, where are my manners? You! Yes, you, the listeners at home! You must be here for the advertisement, yes? <coughs> Today's episode of The Wizard Scroll is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash thewizardscroll today for instant access to all sorts of patron-exclusive content. Including, but not limited to, early access to new episodes before they're released, phone and desktop wallpapers, and a whole bunch of other shit as well. Sign up for a small monthly donation today at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the wizard scroll. And you better know how to spell that. Anyway, that's about it from this old blabbermouth. As it says, out. Now get the fuck out of my garage. Can't you see I'm busy? Seventeen hours had passed before Rodney had arrived at the mountain's peak. Before finally, finally, he had ascended through the clouds, wound the last bend, climbed those final few steps, and lo, currently he stood atop Mount Shitzikal's summit. And though he was above the clouds and almost in space, the stars did not shine. He was instead greeted by an inky black expanse yawning out to infinity and beyond. Nothing as far as the eye can see. No light, no sword, no nothing. God damn it, I did not just climb all those stairs for no reason. What the fuck? Who goes there? One by one, a whole bunch of ghosts appeared in the sky above him. Past wielders of the blade, he presumed, as a familiar-looking dwarf descended to eye level with Rodney and spoke. A long motherfucking time ago in the land of Yertsland, a sword of gleaming, sterling silver was forged deep beneath these very frosted mountains. It took 420 fortnights for the 69 blacksmiths of the realm to craft it. But their struggle, strife, and sacrifice was well worth the effort. Because when they had finished, Goblin Jesus himself had personally anointed it. Real shit? That's right. Old GJC had swooped in from the heavens above and swallowed the sword. Just like one of those circus acts. He moistened all of that 15-foot-long blade in his one-foot-long esophagus. A true miracle. Coating it in his juices before coughing it up and rising to the heavens once again. Anyway, the blade's original name and purpose have long since been lost to the annals of history. But his epic prevalence throughout time simply could not, would not be overlooked. Because ever since that fateful day when the sword was first crafted, hundreds of warriors have claimed the weapon as their own 
and wielded it against evildoers of all kinds. I am Hugo Vagabond, and I wielded the anointed eviscerator. I'm Jolene Everfall, and Big Pointy was my big pal. Everfall? Do you by any chance know a crystal? Yeah, she's like my granddaughter or some shit. Neat. Garnish Balder Dash is the name. The Alabaster Queen was my dame. The name's Razor Slasher Slice, wielder of the dime a dozen. And I'll fuck you. My Uncle Gregor gave me the big black sword, BDS for short, for my fifth birthday. Wait a sec, is this guy on the wrong mountain or something? I never heard of him in any of those chronicles of gleaming silver. Who the, who the fuck is this orc who thinks the sword is black, the thing's silver, everyone knows it's silver. I mean, come on. You saw episode 110, right? 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 Rodney, this is Fuck You the Orc, wielder of the blade from 6869 to 6919DD, aka during your prolonged absence from this realm. Howdy! The events as we have come to believe them is as such. Following your previous bout with the Lich Queen, her dark, pitch black blood was left to congeal on the surface of the blade for too long. Such that the blessing placed upon it had been effectively gunked up and cancelled out. And then our good friend Fuck You here came into the picture and allowed himself to... Allowed himself to what? You see, long story short, about half a year ago, back when the thrall of bone and steel had first returned to storm Wangtown's northwest wall, I had courageously fallen in battle and failed to save my city. Check out episode 106 for more details. Anyway, yeah, one of the Lich Queen's lackeys probably scooped it up or something. And now it hangs above her fireplace. And I know that's my bad. That's my bad, okay? We all, like, that was a mistake on my part, but there was nothing I could have done. I'm sorry. So you're telling me that the Lich took my BFS, AKA my big fucking sword, and gunked it up with her evil juju? That the only blade in existence capable of felling that fiend is presently both incapable of slaying her and in her possession as well? Yes, all is lost, I'm afraid. For you see, no other weapon in the realm has had such an enchantment placed upon it. So, it's not the blade itself that even matters then. Rather, just the blessing. That is a rather good point, my king, and entirely probable as well. Then it's worth a shot. The warrior lifted his left arm, the one now reduced to a stump with a sword attachment sticking from it, raised his blade up to the heavens, his gaze shifting to the starless, inky black sky above. And with a mighty intake of breath, King Rodney prepared to deliver a short prayer. Hey, 
Goblin Jesus. Get the fuck down here and help a guy out. Amen. 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 Ah, okay, back. Somehow it had worked. The warrior's shout was so loud, so thunderous, so riotous that Goblin Jesus descended from heaven once more. The inky black expanse above now lit up bright as day thanks to the pure, holy aura which surrounded him, with a capital H by the way. And just as he had done to the original Blade of Legend, the green little man personally anointed Rodney's sword arm as well. Hey, that's my elbow there, bud. Change the world. My final message. Goodbye. And with his absence, Rodney was quick to notice that the stars in the sky had returned to lighting up the night. Perhaps more importantly, that the light started reflecting off Rodney's sword arm, causing Aurora Borealis to appear in the sky once more. Well, that was easy. Reach for the sky, old man! Crystal and Scarletta barged into the wizard tower, weapons drawn, ready to make their premonitions of revenge a reality. But as it has the wise, the object of their ire, that double-crossing, backstabbing piece of wizard shit, was not there. And so presently the two women stood amidst the shattered remains of his bedroom door, stood in the darkness of a recently vacated premises. Oh my god, Crystal, what the fuck is that thing? Stood in abject terror as Scarletta flipped a switch, bathing the chamber in light, stood aghast at the sight of that gangly little green creature lying tied, gagged, and bound atop the wizard's race car bed. And telling by the thing's panicked, muffled screams, it was quite obvious to all that the feelings of fright were mutual. He glanced his colossal oblong eyes up toward the women, down to his bindings, then back up to the women again, signaling that he wanted out. The fuck's he saying? Hold on, I've got an idea. She said as she pulled out her wand and held it close to the alien's little toothless mouth. Do not be alarmed, I mean you no harm. My name is Shmo Branigan, ID number 80085. Please untie me now. Cut the shit, nitwit. Where's Azataz the Wise? Cause you see, my associate and I have unfinished business with him, which must be attended to at his earliest inconvenience. If who you seek is the man in deal, I'm afraid he is long gone by now. Gone? What happened? Where is he? Where did that conniving, craven old bag run off to now? The man you refer to as Azat has the wise, he had captured me, tied me up, and ran tests upon tests upon tests. Anal probes, x-ray scans of my innards, etc. 
it was awful. Then he forced me to repair my escape vessel, only to blast off into space without me. I am marooned on this crazy ass planet without any means of escape. Woe is me. Alright, I've heard enough. Here's the deal, schmo. You say you've got no means of reaching outer space, but now you do. Cause you see, she and me, we means to go after that wily old fart and murder the pants off him. Anything you need to get us there, just to let us know, you dig? Okay, bet. Okay, bet. Yeah, science! Thanks for tuning in to me screaming about wizards for 20 minutes. If you're still here, odds are that you've enjoyed what you just heard and are stoked for more. Much like Zoltar the Wise on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Where's that little screenshot I got? Here it is. Oh my golden rings! What more is there to say? This podcast will make your mama say, Boys, you're going to bed early so I can listen to my favorite stories on the Wizard Scroll. <laughs> if you would like your review read by one of my characters on the show, do yourself a solid and uh, leave a review. That's, that's how this works. You leave one, I'll read it. And uh, anyway... More episodes are coming soon to an RSS feed near you. I hope you like the new kind of looser format, you know. There's a lot of episodes out there that you can listen to right this second. Uh, If you like my show now, uh, maybe go check out another one. Or eight or ten or eighteen more. Plus the Christmas. You can't leave out the Christmas special. That shit's canon. Links to my Instagram and Twitter handles can be found in the episode description. I don't really use Twitter. DMs are open, but you're, you're not, you're not going to get me in a timely fashion. But until next time, bye bye The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. <sighs> Name... Carlotta Botox. B-O-T-O-X. Spell the first name. It's actually Botox. B-E-A-U-T-O-X. Of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name... Okay there, who's on first? I know it's your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh, Carlotta. It's C-A-R, as in the automobile. L-O-T-T-A, like a lot of talent. Uh, Wow. Just, wow. There's also an umlaut. What the f*** is an umlaut? It's two dots and it goes over the... Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there, we'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll burn our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.